Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions I wanted to start off today's episode by asking you you have heard of IQ and you may have heard of EQ so um, IQ is used mainly in academics and EQ is one of those recent trends which is all around emotional intelligence, how you can be successful at work, relationships, your life by being aware of emotions within you but also around you. So these are the things that has been around for a while but have you heard of what AQ is and what it stands for? So that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode. So what AQ stands for is adversity quotient. And um, ideally what it means is it's a measurement of how people perceive challenges and also how well you deal with them. And when we think about adversity, we've all had to go through tough challenges in our lives, whether it's personal challenges um, with your family, where you feel like giving up right you where you feel like it's not worth it and you feel like so little um and it's natural to go through these adverse events and in the book that i'm referring to the psycho cybernetics it talks about how uh individuals with high aq is now increasingly important in the world that gets more and more difficult um as we all know um when this book was written 10 years ago the average number of individuals going through adverse events um, were seven, five years ago it was 13, and in 1999 it was 23. So we are now in 2021 um, and you can only imagine the amount of adverse events that you or in an average individual goes through. And, you know, adverse is a subjective term. Um, it could mean different things for different people, but it's just any time you feel challenged and when you feel like empty what even is the point of living kind of uh, thoughts right maybe that's a bit dramatic but it's one of those feelings where you feel like very down and little and you feel like you can't get out of that rut um and when we think about individuals with high aq those are the people that are needed in in this world more and more because uh, in average we go through adverse events Things are getting tougher, house prices are rising, you know, the whole world's going to, um, I was going to, can I swear? It's my podcast. I think I can. Hopefully this isn't going to impact anyone. Uh, but, but yeah, the whole world's going to shit, right? <laughs> with 2020, start of 2021. But the book says the people with the high AQs, so people with this high adversity quotient are the ones that don't blame others for adversities or setbacks they confront. So that's the first kind of trait of an individual with a high AQ. Secondly, they also don't blame themselves either. They don't they don't see setbacks that occur as reflecting poorly on themselves. So rather than blaming yourself for things that happen around you, they 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 don't think and they don't let that kind of negative thinking of it's because of me get get to them and then finally people with high aq also believe the problems that they face are limited in size and duration and can be dealt with so um, rather than thinking that 
I don't know, when a plane gets delayed or cancelled or, um, I don't know, I'm trying, trying to think of adverse things that's happened in my life. Let's say when you really wanted to get a job and you didn't get it. I guess that kind of falls in that category, right? Um, it's how do you deal with it? Do you feel like, oh, it's because of the hiring manager or the panel um, or is, you know, are you saying, oh, it's because I'm not good enough and are you dwelling on it for days or are you saying, actually, yes, you know, that was ha- that was meant to happen for a reason and um, you, you kind of have this mentality that it, it doesn't define who you are. And I think those are the three things that someone with a high AQ has. And the, f- the, the kind of like what I love the most about this is this idea that they know that anything adverse that they face is for a limited amount so this idea around this too shall pass it's just like a friendly reminder to ourselves when we are in that funk or that negative headspace it's just reminding yourself that it's only there for a limited size it's not going to be relevant in probably the next five days five weeks or even five years um to really put into perspective that the feeling that you have is isn't going to be around forever and kind of leading on with the AQ side of things on the flip side there are individuals where whenever they face something adverse like not getting their dream job or I guess like not life not going according to where they want them uh, where they want it to go to you also may start feeling empty. Um, Empty because you feel like it's not worthwhile, whatever you're doing. Empty because you feel like you're on a treadmill, you work nine to five, um, you don't enjoy it, and then you come home to save money to get a house, and, you know, that is it. That is it. Like, there's nothing kind of exciting or diverse or anything happening and these are the reasons why someone might feel empty um they might feel like what even is the point and why even try right and this idea of people feeling empty you can sometimes see it from the outside where someone clearly isn't happy where they are and uh, they're not happy with um themselves or their situation but equally people can also feel empty when in in realistic point of view of society they've got everything they want right there are people who look successful in speech marks um and they feel like they've got everything they need however in the chase of money or in the chase of wanting to find success they've actually lost the capacity to enjoy and um that's where you can feel empty as well and you know this idea around thinking that you need something to be successful or happy or bring joy um there are you know huge ceos and rich people and billionaires who are actually empty inside they don't really have the joy that they need um to kind of um live and enjoy their creative side and it's this idea that you know people chase for something and uh, they feel like that's what's gonna help them get to that ideal scenario in their life and they are striving for this nut, like um, the, the ones that you eat. And the, there's an analogy in the book that said that people win the nut of success, but when they crack it open, it's empty, right? So it's actually this idea around fake success. And you might feel empty when you don't have goals that's worthwhile living for, right? And you, 
this idea around emptiness, the book talks about how um, it's when you're not living creatively. Human beings are actually creatures that are meant to be creators. Um, animals have limited things they can do with their lives. It's mostly focused on surviving and procreating to pass in their genes. But human beings are in a luckier position where we are creators of our life. We are we have the power to make it dynamic and kind of unleash that creative side of us. And the people that feel empty are the ones that um, haven't unleashed that creative side. And they live in a scenario where they don't have anything worthwhile to work towards. It could be a worthwhile goal or a worthwhile um, ambition to work towards. And I think these are the reasons why people might feel empty. At the end of the day, emptiness can be this idea around avoiding work and effort and also responsibility, right? It becomes an excuse for non-creative living. Because um, going back to when we think about creativity, we are all creative people. Creativity doesn't mean you need to be an artist or a singer or a dancer or a movie director. We all have creativity within us. Um, but the people that are empty and are, are locked away um, of the true potential are the ones that are not creative. And it's because they don't have a goal worthwhile living for. Um, and the reality is if you have um, worthwhile goals and it's kind of firmly fixed on your sides, you don't let this pest pessimistic philosophies get to you. Um, and this could even mean when you're elderly, right? Because you think that after you get to a certain age, you don't have much to look forward to. But there's kind of like a... Um, a trend where elderly people um, who have already retired have actually started pursuing goals like learning a new instrument or education or acquiring some form of skill um, and they can now start operating as that goal striving optimistic people so they don't let this idea of their age stopping them from being creative or uh, living a life that's worthwhile um, no matter your age. And just before we jump into how we can um, avoid this feeling of emptiness and how can we also use negativity um, to our benefit, the final thing that goes along with emptiness is it also goes hand in hand with an inadequate self-image. So this all goes back to how you perceive yourself and whether you feel like you deserve all the happiness, joy and success. Um, and that goes with whether you have a strong self-image or not. And um, when we think about success, once again, it all goes down to intent um, and whether your intent is pure and whether you're doing what you're doing for genuine real success. For your success, that goes deeper than your external status. That goes, it's the kind of need and intent that is um, consistent with your inner wants. Um, that's what's going to really, really bring you that real success to live that creative living. Striving for phony success, something that's not really genuine, also to, to please others, normally brings about phony satisfaction as well. So when you do get that nut of success, um, it's empty, right, when you crack it open. So it's not kind of worthwhile. And it all goes back to working on your um, self-image as well. And it's really interesting because the book also talks about this um, idea that psychiatrists refer to this um, feeling of 
inadequate self-image by success rejection syndrome, which is this idea where you feel guilty or insecure or anxious when you actually achieve success, which is ironic, right? So it all goes back to how can you not feel empty by not letting your inadequate self-image get in the way? So when we talk about how can you work towards it, um, so on the book, The Psycho-Cybernetics, there's actually a bit where it talks about mental exercises that you can work on and one of the main ones that really stuck out to me is how can you glance at the negatives but focus on the positives right and the book uses a metaphor of um, driving a car and um, most cars have these things called negative indicators which is placed directly in front of the driver so let's say if you are low on petrol or diesel or if you're driving a tesla if it's low on battery charge it tells you, right? It, it gives you that indication that you need, you are low on petrol, so you need to go fill it up. So that is a negative indica- indicator that is uh, presented by your car. And the thing is, you don't let this get to you, right? And this goes back to this idea around um, high, having a high AQ, the adversity quotient. You don't look at your negative indicator, which is the low petrol and think this is the end of the world and you think that you can't do anything about it. You simply stop at the next petrol station. You take the positive action to correct the problem that you have and then the negative um, signal goes away. So what the metaphor of using this car analogy is that the negative signal that you got by the petrol being low doesn't mean the car is no good, right? All cars overheat at times. So you can use the same analogy the next time you have adversity in your life, whether it is not getting the project that you want to be on or not getting a job or um, feeling like, oh, I need to work on my health. Like we all go off track every time to time and we all feel like we get these negative indications. But the key of using this metaphor is that you don't, the driver doesn't constantly look at the panel on the car to, th- to see when that negative um, indicator is going to come along, right? That would be disastrous because it's like you live your whole life waiting for that sign to go off on your dashboard to say your car's battery's running out or your petrol's running out. You simply carry on with your life. Um, you, if you see the negative um, feedback, you you take it on board but you still carry on with your journey and I think that's the same analogy we can use in our life rather than focusing constantly on what could go wrong and waiting for these adverse events to happen you quick you if it happens you get that indication you have a quick glance at, at the negatives but then you carry on with the goal that you might you have uh, moving forward in your life so how can you take the quick glance at your negatives but focus mainly on the mainly on the positives right so you, you constantly have a goal or, or or a purpose worthwhile um to to work towards no matter where you are at your life or even what age and then finally the, the the second kind of activity the book talks about is this idea around how to actually use negative thinking to your benefit and um it's really interesting because this same idea of glancing at negatives and and focusing on your positives can also be used for negative thinking because what how this can be beneficial to you is you can use negative thinking to your to your benefit by recognizing what they are and also reminding yourself the next time to steer clear of them um whenever a golfer uh hits those bunkers and the sand traps he doesn't think continuously about the bunker does it he 
all he knows is that okay that's somewhere I won't go next time so so your mind kind of glances at the bunker as a golfer and then you don't you kind of move on from it and you focus on the greens and this type of negative thinking can actually be used to your own benefit and the way you do this is actually being sensitive to the negative um, events or adversities that can alert us to danger. So rather than it leading up to that negative event, are there any trigger points or signals um, that has happened before that helps you steer clear to them, right? And this could be from a someone toxic in your life. You, If you know that someone's not bringing the best out of you and if they're trying to slide back into your DMs, how can you use these trigger points to steer clear of them? Um, so that's the first thing of using negative thinking to your benefit is actually recognizing um, what causes negativity in your mind um, what are the trigger points that lead you up to that negativity so that the next time something similar happens you can steer clear of them right and then secondly is actually recognizing the negative feeling for what it is it's something that's undesirable right something we don't want and something that does not bring genuine happiness to your life And when you have an event or an adversity like that, you look at it and you don't judge it. You don't you don't let that get to you because you are recognizing for what it is. And at the end of the day, no one really chooses to have negative thinking. It happens and it comes to your life. And, um, you know, this doesn't mean that you need to focus on the positives 24 seven because that would be exhausting as well. And you need some of these negativity to, you know, keep life going and and keep things spicy right but at the same time it's also about tuning your mind tuning your life to recognize these events so that you can avoid it in the future and the best part about doing step one and step two is that you can take the corrective actions or um, use kind of positive factors and to guide your internal system to avoid this happening in the future so you can put a practice in place that kind of eventually works as like an automatic reflex so every time you feel like this feeling coming along um the negative feeling or you feel like you know that your life is being stressed out and things aren't going well how can you learn from your previous events um so step one and step two so firstly uh being sensitive to the extent that you recognize your triggers secondly you recognize for what it is and finally Uh, by being aware of the first and the second steps, you can put practices and processes into place um, to have an automatic reflex to avoid that in the future. And this can happen at the end of the day. It can happen when you are going for a walk. It's just thinking about and being aware of when you do have these negative feelings. um, Going back to the start of the podcast around how do you not let these events get to you by having high AQ, high adversity quotient, by not blaming others for your feelings, adversity, not also not blaming yourself. And then thirdly, recognising that this too shall pass. It's not going to be around forever, right? Um, and then also, how can you use that by having practices in place so that you avoid these actions in the future? And kind of having these uh, or being aware of trigger points that lead you to having an adverse event or having uh, negative thinking. And if you put the right corrections in place, so every time there is this force of negativity and you counteract it with a positive action, kind of like the car analogy earlier on, 
that's an easy thing you might think but also you, you there are things you that are in your control to fight these exact negative feelings um and also by putting and and carrying out the right actions to counteract this negative feelings um in kind of like a subconscious reflex manner and what i love the best about this kind of exercise at the end it says Always be the bigger person by calling or going to see anyone who may deserve your apology, your gratitude or your congratulations. And why I love this so much when it says always be the bigger person to to go to someone that may deserve your apology means that you're putting your ego aside, which is another one of my topics that I talk about. Um, But also focusing on the positives by showing gratitude and congratulations and not being loathing to others right and it all goes down to analyzing your thoughts and actions at the end of the day um, and also trusting your inner guidance to always work towards a goal that's worthwhile living uh, without feeling empty and the key takeaway from this whole episode is to never fear self-analysis it's constantly looking at your feelings what you're working on what you actually need to work on as well and then this idea around sticking with self-coaching constantly guiding yourself um, to be a better person every single day and also um, having this idea around high AQ every time you do have a negative event or an adversity it's by not blaming others um, secondly also not blaming yourself and thirdly remembering that this too shall pass so Hopefully that gives a high level overview of the key message of this podcast um, and also some of the key takeaways. And finally, you know, we all go through these negative times, especially right now, 2021, not off to the best start, um, I'm going to be honest. And we all have go through our good days and our bad days, but the the best way we can cope with our feelings and also ensure that we make the, the most out of our day every single day is by recognizing these trigger points within us um, focusing on what brings us joy um, whether it's through individuals or uh, yourself or activities and constantly looking at the right trigger points um, to focus on carrying out the the positive actions and always being the bigger person by going out of your way to anyone that deserves your apology, your gratitude or your congratulations. So thank you all for listening to this episode. Hopefully that was fun and also look out for another episode of OTED same time next week. Thank you. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Self Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye.